Hello and welcome to Nitwick Radio. This is season one, episode five. Five? Four? Four. 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 Episode I four. Think I, I think I wrote five everywhere. Yeah. I'm going to change that to four. I think, I think a cute gimmick would be if every show... We announced it as a different show title, the wrong season and the wrong episode. Well, I got one of them gimmick. down. That would be a really funny gimmick. <laughs> and then people, then only the people that would know it would be the ones that listen to this episode. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, I mean, it's no secret that Twitter is definitely an optional name for the show yes. in in process right now. That's <laughs> right. Hello and welcome to Twitter. Twitter. That's the that's the Trolls World Tour Radio. Every week we get together <laughs> and we discuss the hit movie Trolls World Tour, that not the original tour. The societal <laughs> influence that it's had not only on music but who we are as people. You know, I say if you take your kids to one movie this summer. Would you rather take them, take them to, to the movie that came out in February <laughs> and is no longer in theaters and hasn't would, been since? Would like you rather? July. Would you rather take your child to Christopher Nolan's Tenet or to Trolls World Tour? I think one of those movies has something to teach the children. Having yep. seen both, having seen both, I think my humanity—you know, the the deep inner workings of my soul—were definitely pricked. Far more by Trolls World Tour. You cannot say that word on air. Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> incredibly. Can we get a beep right there? <laughs> can we? Can we get a censor I'm beep? Ki- I'm kidding, dude. It's, I'm kidding, Jake. <laughs> hey, you gotta keep the show spicy. I am purposefully <laughs> avoiding Tenet because I know it will activate the narcissistic twelve-year-old Logan Rios that saw Inception once. Oh, I only I, saw it once. I myself. only saw it once as well. Yeah, yeah. but. Will I ever forget it? It changes no, a I, man. Yeah. It no, changes a one might even say that seeing Inception and pirating excision tracks off of mp3skull.net is the whole reason <laughs> that about, four years ago I can get into a screaming match with Jake about whether hipsterism is good or not. You know, what about <laughs> mega upload? Mega upload, man, Kim.com took so many L's for the piracy industry. And basically, like in every in every piracy sphere, you have like this messianic archetype that just like takes the big L's for everybody who enjoys illegal media. So basically, Kim.com got banished from his home country so that way he could keep on pirating stuff. And we salute you, good sir. Not all criminals are bad and not all crimes are bad either. I feel like Groove Shark <laughs> took the same downfall too. Like, there were so many other illegal streaming sites, uh, but it was just like. Groove Shark was more like a like Torrents versus Netflix thing. So like it used to be that if you were a little tech savvy back in the day, <laughs> you could just like tech 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 a, a movie's name and then append torrent at the end and then you could download a movie really fast and watch it. But then Netflix came along and you had to pay for Netflix, but it was a lot easier than tech 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 plus torrent than going through like 6000 ads all of which had like Russian moms on them saying that they just want to shoot hoops with you. You know, like (laughs) Netflix is just that much more convenient. And so you got like, like pirating games and then it was steam. Don't talk about Netflix in this political climate. We all know what they did. We know. Every oh, time that, somebody oh, says Netflix original? we know yeah. what Netflix did, is it? An I don't know what Netflix did. You know, Clementines, cuties. Some call you guys cuties. know that the point of the movie is that doing that to children is bad, right? 
Some people call them Clementines. Other people call them cuties. You know, you know that the entire purpose of that movie, nay, the purpose of that poster is to piss you off so we can all realize how terrible you know, it is. I do appreciate your nice hipster take on this, trying to go against the grain, <laughs> but I don't care. There's on-screen children being this exploited. isn't a hipster take this is what the movie is about no yeah i'm i actually i'm on i'm on logan's side no with way this. Yeah, dog. I, are you because yeah, i think i think all right don't, so I, it's I, okay, I to, think, it's I'm, okay not, to, I'm not defending it so wait 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 World War. we can't talk about it it's you okay. take your child to see one movie this summer <laughs> see cuties, so it's dude. okay to exploit children on camera to say let's not exploit children on camera but i I haven't seen it, all right? What, and so I don't think you've seen it either. No, but so I've I done think research our, on I it. I think this whole conversation is very limited, but I do feel like there is it's, a big misunderstanding. The limitations are literally big, perfect for this but, conversation to happen <laughs> right now. What, so they shouldn't make movies about <laughs> genocide because genocide shouldn't happen? Well, you want to know what's... It's not genocide on camera. That's the point. It's not yes, genocide. it is. No, it's not. There are so many it's documentaries an, it's not, reenacted well, about okay. the Holocaust. Yeah, that's historical footage, bro. Well, not filming, always. Filming a 12-year-old twerking is list. not historical footage. No, no, no. And no. it is you, happening on screen. You are functionally making the argument that Schindler's List is a deplorable movie because it portrays the Holocaust. This movie portrays child beauty pageants. And guess what it portrays it with? Real children, yeah, doing I don't know. This. I, I think I think my thing with this movie is how else are they going to send a message without doing kids? Like just have yeah. a bunch of adults. Yeah, just you are seeing kids. it. Like, you are seeing I think, it. You are I think I think looking they're limited at the poster we, right now, and you're saying that's that messed movie. up. Well, that's the point. Well, yeah, you are having the correct reaction. I I but I I think I, question I think that, that whole movie though. Like if you go on Letterbox, the like there's a little bar graph of their ratings, and it's one star is super high and five star is super high, and it's just an argument. Yeah. Like yeah. nobody's exact even thing. watching this. Yeah. No one's watching it, but we're I'm still arguing about. Not, I, I'm not but at least I understand I'm not the point it, yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess you're just. It's just so oxymoronic. See, but if you watch, that's it, my problem if with you it. watch it's Trolls World Tour, <laughs> you wouldn't even have to worry about this yeah. these political problems. You could just watch it and understand that every human is just a string on the harp that that yeah. holds us all together. <laughs> and Justin Timberlake will teach you that. The and harp, beautiful. What, and were the, what were the trolls. genres like? Country. <laughs> it's country, <laughs> funk, rock, electronic. And oh, you're failing the Trolls World Tour trivia. I think, there, I think there's five. There's country rock, electronic, uh, funk, <laughs> and just like pop? and pop and pop, pop. and pop. That's, that's all. Yeah, there's that's just like Japanese train vibrations, just awkwardly frayed at the end, snarling <laughs> right. at everybody. Yeah, sorry, we had to acknowledge that you know some call them clementines, others call them cuties. We had to acknowledge it existed. You know, I what we're here I for. have it's what we're here for to, on this music. You guys, you guys can personally verify that I have next to no political opinions. But when you encroach on media, that's when I get defensive so so <laughs> logan you were on the album this week yeah what did you pick well so as all podcasts are ultimately not about their subject but instead about the host's personal lives well yes but actually no <laughs> <laughs> i've had a very busy week this week so when i learned i was on album i like damon so logan you're not going to say that cody's not here this week 
Oh, Cody's not here this week, by the way. <laughs> Where were you when Cody was killed? Yeah, Cody, these fiscal opportunities. Wow, he, he became a capitalist. I poured us. out an Arnold Palmer in the Smith's parking lot just for him. He just, he just, wow. You know, he started to realize, wait, I can um, cut overhead and rise profits and then we lost Cody. He just dis- disappeared. He start. He put one and two together, and now, yeah, we're never going to see him Speaking again. Speaking of low overhead, I watched uh, being John Malkovich this week. Oh yeah, what'd oh, you yeah. think? I saw that too last week. That's crazy, mm-hmm. bro. I mean, I love Charlie Kaufman, uh, but also hate him because it's the only movie that's made me actually want to kill myself. Like, not joking. <laughs> Like really? no, that's a real Being thing. John Malkovich? No, 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 no. Uh, Synecdoche, New York. Oh, that's the <laughs> like, only dude, movie. Like, right. lots of movies are depressing. Anyway, <laughs> so album, album of the week. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I just but, wanted to prove that I can get distracted on my own album and but not Spike just your Jones guys. directed being John, John Malkovich. Yeah, but Charlie Kaufman did the screenplay. Oh, okay. Yeah. My bad. My bad. He's a screenplay. It's very He's Kaufman. a screenplay kind of guy. He really mm. is. And I'm really, I'm really with Kaufman because I like things get worse stories just like where people start off bad and then they just get worse and it never gets better yeah those are my favorite types of stories <laughs> it's well, like this podcast he deserved it i think i don't know john cusack's character was a piece of crap i didn't i wasn't sad to see him go now that's what i call movie reviews yeah dude <laughs> all right i mean oh i can't say that <laughs> crap some going hey. <laughs> can we get a censor on that yeah, let's, we get a beep? let's beep that as we really need to introduce like a, a, a self-censorship <laughs> the kate jar it was there for a while all right. anyway all right the album of the week Oliver Francis. So I realize we've never had like a proper trap album review on this show. Like, you know, we've we've been through the gambit of uh, emo albums, electropop albums. Uh, we've even touched a house album now. Uh, some post-hardcore has bl- been brought up plenty of times. But for as much as I advocate for trap being like a real form of art that has actual merits, I've never brought a trap album to the table and like staked my name and my reputation on it. And if I had to pick one album to do that, it would be Oliver Francis's Burnout. Burnout Boys 2012, 2013, whenever he made this album, I'm not sure. Oliver Squiggle? Oliver Squiggle. Got him. Yeah, so uh, this is a classic Nitwick SEO tale. Once upon a time, (laughs) there was a small weeaboo boy who worked as a janitor in a hospital. And he thought, what would be the most aesthetic name? His real name's Alex Kelly, by the way. What would be the most aesthetic name that I could have when I'm making these wavy type beats. Oliver and he Squiggle. started he started off as like this anime remix artist. Mm. So he would like like flip pop songs are like you, a Drake song bringing, and then put it over an anime are you opening. Up his weeabooisms just to get Damon started. Yeah, is that, is that well, what is well, that, well, I actually I want, think I want to anime prove to Damon trap come together multiple multiple times. I mean, have yeah. you seen like Trapping like, in Japan or what? Have you seen Trapping yeah. in Japan or what? No, but like people who are I think I think the classier side of weeaboos like trap music. I, I think. I think. I, I think all right. All right. All right. Continue I, with, uh, with this. I'm just gonna say that folklore. But back in the day, you know, when you were like an anime remix guy, people would put like all sorts of weird characters into their usernames because it wasn't about being able to find you easily on SoundCloud. It was about the little gray text of your artist name looking as aesthetic as possible when somebody clicked on it. Jake knows what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Which thereby makes their tracks impossible to find 
later on. Yeah. Uh, but poor little Oliver Squiggle, uh, when he became <laughs> a rapper and finally got notoriety, he was featured on a Ryan Celsius Sounds um, project. I think that's one of his first big blow-ups. Wow, yeah. Um, he rebranded towards Oliver Francis, but... Most of his songs, the music video title still contains Oliver Squiggle. Oliver so, Squiggle. So this is a classic mm. Nitwick SEO, and Oliver Francis is teaching you guys that you can have it both ways. You can be just Steven, but you should not always be just Steven, especially when you have fans <laughs> that are trying to find the song Crossfire. Especially in that case. Especially <laughs> in that case. So anyway, uh, but Burnout... I think is like his second project. There's an unofficial bootleg called If You Need a Friend also out there. But Burnout is like his second trap project. Um, Oliver Francis also occupies kind of a weird space in the traposphere because he's not really in any of the major cities and he doesn't really feature or collaborate with anybody else. Ostensibly, he's this kid from Columbia, Missouri that just happens to come across as a really hard rapper. His all of his stuff really is hard. done in house. Like every the person that films his music videos is literally just his best friend. If you watch his music videos, it's like the same three people always showing up and always doing like nothing dance moves, <laughs> like putting their hands in the air and dabbing over and over again. And you know, like being a rapper, like he understands that it doesn't take like a billion dollar Travis Scott budget to make a hard music video. It's just like panning shots of Supreme merchandise and, and like dogs tilting their head. You That's know. exactly how I feel about trap. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just whoever they Oh, it's man. just like well and, oh. and that's that's what's beautiful about trap music to me like i never oh, i you know i've been around the trap music scene since like basically right after chief keef got big um and to me it was always like the low budget like grimy mm-hmm. do what you want type stuff and then and then eventually there have been acceptable diversions like the travis scott billion dollar astro world project um, and obviously Drake is blowing a ton of money on beats, but but since the beginning, I think it's about the type of stuff that Oliver Francis is doing, where he finds an interesting loop from a variety of sources. He also listens to a lot of EDM. Mm-hmm. So like uh Ah oh Yeah, for example, is just like the build up to an EDM song yeah. that he spaced out. So he finds an interesting loop, he repeats it a billion times, uh, throws in some like hard eight oh eights. And then just starts auto-tune half sing rapping over it. Yeah, so I got the gang 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 ad lib from him too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, That's what he he gang doing. gang gangs like three hundred times on this thing. I find Oliver Francis to be an extremely essential trap experience if you want something close to what I think the heart of the appeal of trap is, which is the immediacy and how fun it is. Because it's not a deep, thoughtful Oblivion Part Two album. Or, or even in No Future, where there are broad things to say about society. Oliver Francis even isn't about most of the things he raps about. He later came around two albums, three albums later, and said, yeah, I'm going to stop rapping about drugs and guns, because I don't really do drugs and I don't actually own any guns. But back, but back in this time, back in this time, in this simpler time, he just wanted to make hard songs for homies to dab to on video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I have a lot to say about this. <laughs> well, I want to hear. You're you're also like you're closer to high school than a lot of yep. us. And I have to say, like, oh, yeah. like, 
like I was not in high school when the trap aesthetic was happening. And I'm like, when I hear it, that's what is it? Is it bad that that's what goes through my head is I'm just like, Oh man, there are kids in high school that are bopping this in their car and going to lunch every day. Yeah. That's what's happening. Yeah. And I mean, that's fine because again, I think like it's not deep. It's just like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, friggin' the roof in Salt Lake City and getting the five course meal. Like Oliver Francis's burnout is just like a really good chicken sandwich from a fast food place. Like <laughs> it, you don't sit down to be like th- thoughtful about your food. You just like you're like this is delicious. Oh my god, I can't stop buying them. Putting on twenty pounds <laughs> I, over quarantine. I, I, I definitely <laughs> liked that song where he was talking about loving the PS2. Like yeah that, dude, that was a good time ps2 legitimately was a good time that stuff is immediate because if you want to work the ps2 into like a serious pop song you're like how is our love like a ps2 <laughs> versus oliver francis could be like well i'm playing ps2 well i'm playing <laughs> i love that i i love ps2 I, yeah, that's no, such a good song i did but okay all right now i, w- I do want to hear what damon i know but i have one more it. thing that needs to just get out there and i want to hear you acknowledge before we even really get going um, in this political climate, I'm going to even go there, but yeah. So rap being something that started in the nineties coming out of oppression and then all of a sudden becoming this very superfluous suburban, this is very much in the, the American middle class, just kind of bopping around in high school. That's what it sounds like to me. Is that an insult to the genre at all? Do you see it that way or or do you just think ah, it's just supposed to be fun? All rap's supposed to be fun. I mean, fun. there there's definitely an appeal to like a gentrification side of it because this sound really originated in Memphis. Uh, rap like Tommy Wright and Three Six Mafia and that sort of stuff uh, in the '90s, and it came out as a result of the fact that they just didn't have money for studios, and so they'd get a TR-808, mess around with it as much as they could, and record to crappy tape decks. So so seeing it become like this all of a sudden the richest of the rich are making trap songs featuring Lil Pump. That's what I mean. It's like versus preppies. Like, preppies are the ones that are surrounding uh, the genre. And it doesn't feel like, like well, yeah, it's like, it's like TikTok dance girls. There, bro. There is a TikToks. very, very strong argument to be made of this being a classic example of gentrification. However, when it comes to art and expressing yourself specifically, I really just think the more the merrier. Um, and, and if you get in this and this whoa, is the whoa, sound whoa, whoa, you whoa, identify whoa. Did with, he just say the more the merrier. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I don't necessarily think that we should gate, keep people out of genres. Like it happened when, um, it was a few years ago, like some, Oh God, I forget his name, but some black artist was breaking into the country scene and there was huge backlash because it's like, how can you know what country life is like? You're from Atlanta. And he was like, I just identify with this type of music. And I'm not going to say that there isn't like oppression and historical context on each side. But I think that trap itself is like, uh, it's so accessible to anybody and anybody can make it and anybody can put their own spin on it that I, I think it's something that is best shared with everyone. And I realize politically who I am from an identity politics standpoint. So that's a very favorable argument for me. But I, I like this type of trap music no matter who it comes from. Like it, because it's all about how good is your song idea and how satisfying is it to listen to? Mm-hmm. And so in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a great equalizer because you can be a kid in a basement with two likes on SoundCloud who makes one of the best trap songs, or you could be Travis Scott 
Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it definitely, it does have diversity in it, but I did want to just, anyway, acknowledge that before we get going. No, I, I think that's good to acknowledge, and I wanted to speak my piece on that for a while. All right, Damon, let's hear yeah. it. I, I was just about to say, you know, I really like that about Trap, how I could make a Trap song tonight, and it won't matter. you ma- want to? No, <laughs> but like, okay. it's but just so from the list. Yeah, yeah. Like Stri- just, yeah, no spook tapes for you. <laughs> October spook tapes, spook tapes. It, it's in session. Yeah. The grief boys. <laughs> we, yeah. we be doing it to Quit. be continued to be continued. Okay. All right, <laughs> all, right. all right. But yeah, no, I just think there's such an enormous amount of trap music. Like there is an endless, endless supply of just kids with 808s on whatever DAW. Like, so I'm going to talk about one of my... Wait, what's a DAW? It's a digital audio workstation. Uh, Yeah, you nerd. (laughs) Y'all got mad about operators. (laughs) You just said freaking DAW. Yeah, DAW is... I mean, I know what a DAW is, but hey. Well, so I think trap music applied so much into my life last summer just because of the kid that I was hanging out with all the time. I'm not going to mention his real name. (laughs) If he listens to it, although I know he won't listen to this because we're not really friends anymore, but I'm going to refer to him (laughs) as a recurring thing. (laughs) Hey, I got, they come and go, man. (laughs) But uh, I'm going to refer to him as his SoundCloud rapper name, which was 701 Sinner. That's Sinner with a three instead of an E. Wow. That's tight. (laughs) And he, he was just the trap suburban kid like Mm. every stereotype applied to him you know love him to death great friend of stuff but he was the trap kid you know he now currently has a my hero academia tattoo on his forearm perfect that was my comment about higher class weeaboos uh, mixing in with trap music because i do feel like there is a lot of the dragon ball z and naruto aesthetic that goes into trap music for some reason like an enormous amount so I don't know. Really is weird. That's a yeah, weird. Like, I have a theory yeah. about that. It's because the music people that philosophy. are making <laughs> trap music grew up on Toonami, who aired Dragon Ball Z. Yep. Yeah. Bill no, Nye and Naruto. Bill is also the most John- dangerous man in the world Yo, John, because John the entire Bellion. youth of America trusts him. John Bellion mentions Toonami and stuff, and he freaking. Like has quotes and stuff from Dragon Ball Z sometimes. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's addicted to Dragon Ball Z and he's in New York pop rapper so yeah yeah no i just think i just think it is the millennial to zo- to the older zoomer generation just making this trap music all the time but yeah no my 701 sinner friend he he used this thing called like fruit loops for his like yeah. for how he oh, made, yeah yeah, oh, yeah. yeah loops, like baby. he just NFL studio yeah he uh, uh yeah i don't know he was he was on it his songs boy were they rough but he he was passionate about it he's he i will give him that he has a very rough past all right this is a kid that's gone through a lot and he sings about it and sings about it in his music and it comes out passionately but just not uh it's just it's just one amongst the other forty thousand trap songs made every day i think it, it's been years it's not on spotify or uh soundcloud anymore so I haven't listened to it a while, but I remember it just being like, wow, this is one of a literally a million, <laughs> but like yeah. just one, like the other million. I mean, but yeah. so, one in a million. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't make it. Hey, yeah. Just because yeah. No, there's but one of many SoundCloud rap. It's, you know what? This is my SoundCloud rapper. There are many like it. 
But this one is mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. Like, it's just, it's so accessible. It's so easy to do. It really is. Because, like, you can just rap about anything. Like, you can rap about Dragon Ball Z. And it'll you still, sa- yeah, you should, or whatever, just, it'll still, <laughs> it'll still sound like, you know, trap music. And I really, really appreciate that about trap music. Yeah, okay. I don't like, want to make it sound like it's so easy either. Actually being a rapper. Uh, uh, okay. Give, don't get me I wrong. I think it is really easy. Okay. I think it I is very let's easy. Let's put it this way. Okay. Yo, speaking <laughs> with like friggin' two tracks of experience, three, tr- two tracks of experience in trap dude don't mess with me but <laughs> he's hard me, bro let me let me he is. let me just say this it is really hard to get that energy though like yeah you can make it sure but like to make it where somebody actually is tempted to actually go like that's hard to do. Yeah, it no, really no, is it hard is, to do. No, it's a tap in. No, I think it depends on you who have, your audience is. You I think it's all about the audience. Because Seven Hundred One Center had mm. fans. He had fans, even though his music was garbage. <laughs> Actually, garbage. Because he spoke that real, real dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. dude. Yeah, he just <laughs> needs to be talking. A he threw bit on the My Hero thing. Academia tattoo, and his fans knew he was he was serious, dude. But. uh <laughs> I think it is all about the audience. I think it is all audience yeah, because yeah, exactly. But because what I'm saying people because last year when I was in high school, like you were saying, nearest to high school, people literally do just pull up in their jeeps. You got the window down, and you can't even hear their song. But all trap songs sound the same from a distance. Like if you can't hear the treble and stuff, then it's just like that's it that's all every trap oh, song sounds like from yeah from again. a certain yeah, no, like, alternating hi hats with with some 808 I yeah mean, that's yeah. yeah as long as it has those you're gonna have kids rolling up in their jeep coming back with bags of wendy's from lunch you know <laughs> yeah. going to yoga class and they're listening to whatever going yoga to lunch. Class. yeah what kind of high school <laughs> Well, and I mean, from from a scientific, I'm, just, I'm talking. I'm, I have no, 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 specific no. people in mind, yeah. dude. Like these are the like, kids that were in my class yoga class. And, and furthermore, furthermore, from a scientific standpoint, trap actually has a huge advantage over other genres of music because, by definition, it occupies and smacks in all major areas of the audio frequency. So you got, so you got mm-hmm. the hi hat that's like the the tingle. So you, like you hear that really high pitched noise, and you're like, oh. And then you hear that snare and it's like, you know, oh, and then you hear the vocals and they're always like drenched in effects. Yeah, and so yeah. it's dope. And then you hit the bass and oh, will we ever get tired of 808 bass? I never will. People, I, I people, never will. I mean, these same trap kids that I'm talking about, they love it so much. They will literally 701 just. 701 Center. Set, well, not, this isn't even 701 Center. He couldn't afford this, but <laughs> the kids that just put the entire Broke subwoofer, <laughs> like they just pop up in their trunk, just fill it. Like there's not a single inch of space for anything you can put in your trunk. It's just a big subwoofer. Perfect. And then they crank a trap song and you can't even hear. Like your ears are probably getting permanently damaged, but it doesn't matter because it's just as much bass as their body can possibly intake. There's no like distinguishable or enjoyable sound at all. It's just like power okay okay damon going through your veins sick that you can do that from your basement like i don't have to learn guitar bass drums or yeah no you just you just download any like just any drum drum 701 anywhere can make a song that 
smacks yeah. without learning acoustic guitar. And you, well, you don't yeah. even know. You don't even need to know basic music theory or anything. You can just like because they're all 120 beats per minute. All no, of them. No, mm. no, 90% no. Ninety percent of trap music. I promise mm. you. What is nope, your rebuttal? It's gotten faster. It's gone. Okay. No, it's evolved right. over it's, time. Okay. It's whatever the default BPM is. That's not there. even true. It's all over the place now. I'm low budget. Seven oh one center realm <laughs> people who have no music theory experience at all they'll hey they're, listen they'll I probably compo- they yeah. will probably google what bpm they should use that's fair <laughs> that's fair yeah what right. does travis scott use for bpm <laughs> <laughs> i need that travis scott type bpm <laughs> no yeah Def- Whatever BPM hey, makes no. my it's lit right. ad libs go hard. <laughs> having having been in this stew making a few trap songs, here's what I'll say. How many how many tracks you got under your belt, bro? <laughs> I, I I think what we got seven at this you've, point. You've seven? produced seven. In he's this pr- point. he's right. produced no, wait. seven. I've wrapped eight. Them too. Eight. <laughs> you've made eight. You should let you should go and eat, you know we we drop. What are they under? How do I find them? Grief gang. Grief Self- gang. How, how do you spell grief? Grief. G-R-I-E-F. Yeah. Just wow. grief There's game. no threes in this one, bro. Oh, oh dang, yeah, dude. No. <laughs> no. We're, the guys. We're also not on SoundCloud, which inherently makes us uncool. It yeah. does. We should fix that, bro. Uh. Okay. Anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> having done it, having experienced it, all right, there's an energy to this kind of music. Like uh, Jake was saying, I do agree with Jake and Damon. Audience is everything. But here's the hard part about it is it's like you have to have a good energy hanging out with your friends, that is what's going to make a good trap song. If you're in the studio bopping with your friends, you are going to make a good trap right. song. And that energy translates. That's what I directly, think is great. Yeah. Directly like, translates. And listen it to Burnout. Cool in that way. Listen to Burnout. Watch a couple of the music videos. You can hear the fun he's having. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I yeah, I think technically, like Music theory wise, trap songs aren't impressive, but just the energy and just the passion. Just I just want to make a song that I can bump to. Like that's that's my goal, and, and I am so into this music right now. If you're good at making, it's just gonna go if right you're into good the song. At making like, trap songs, you probably are a lot of fun to hang out with. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. honest. Yep. yep, yep. Yeah, no, I agree. That that's the truth, dude. Does anybody want to say something about more, yeah. Oliver Francis, though? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the PS2 one—that was the yeah. moment when I, I went. You know what? Respect. I, I just treated it as every other trap album that I listened to, just a, a string of bops for however long yeah. it was. I was just like, you know, nothing for me personally, other than the PS2 song. I don't think there was any like specific moments that stood out so much from other trap. But I was like, you know. Let's take it back to summer of 2019 and just listen to Trap for a little while. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. Let's take it back all the way to eight months ago, bro. <laughs> now, 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 Jake, pre-Rona. I, yeah. I'm particularly interested in your opinions on, on this album experience specifically, because I feel like a lot of the hip hop you've shown me has like very tight, detailed production. And I want to know what your experience was listening to something that's like a little looser, a little rougher. Like he was still kind of new to yeah, the whole no. thing. So yeah, I was going to bring up it is interesting. I actually didn't look up the year on this thing, but when you said 2012, 2013, I was like, dude, I knew it. Like those sounds, no offense to him. It was the time period. Like yeah. I totally understand. I, w- I, I was there. I get it. But like, wow, pretty much all of his sample packs are like 2012.zip. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, <2012.zip. laughs> like literally 
And um, <laughs> it was like, as I was listening to it, I was like, wow, yeah, this is definitely that era. But I got to give it to him, dude, for being 2012. Now, granted, I know Trap's been around since the 90s, but I mean, you put that on other than the samples, it sounds a lot like very modern trap that's going on right now still. Mm-hmm. And this was like freaking eight years ago, you know? So it's probably like 2015 now that we've spoken so much yeah. about it. Being Wait, I, let's, let's pull a modern <laughs> yeah. baseball here. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Salt Lake City 2015. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. Early SoundCloud. But, but you're zip. right. And like, so I once uh, downloaded the Oliver Francis sample pack. Like he just gives it away for free. And you go through and there's like three hi hats, three sub kicks, uh, and like three miscellaneous noises. And then like every song on burnout, you hear all of them over and over again. <laughs> yeah. <and you're> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and also I noticed like some of his, um, cause I've listened to more of his stuff that's on Spotify. Yeah. And, um, I did notice like some of his phrases, he kind of recycles a lot. Yeah. Either that or he was just pulling stuff like smoking gasoline. Like he says that quite a few times. Yeah. And there are a few like Chevy with the butterfly doors. Yeah. He said that several times. Like Oliver Francis, like I love him. And he's really trying to take it into a lyrical direction now. But back then, <laughs> like he was very clear. He's like, I'm all about the vibe. Yeah. Like I will repeat myself. I will remix yep. things. Like as long as I think the track is dope. I'm, yeah. That's yeah. what trap music is all about. It's just the vibe, you know, I will and say, which I respect. I will yeah. say um, no, it's fun for that reason. Mm-hmm. You almost have to make or, I don't know, engage with it on a on a little bit of a deeper level. And, and it's so accessible, like you guys are saying, maybe that's why people are able to attach to it, is, is they've had an experience in a studio with friends, and then they hear it and go, oh, yeah, I know what these guys are doing in that studio, you know? Yeah. And, and definitely, that does transcend and, and make the genre something that I can at least listen to for the longest time i would hear this stuff and just go what is the appeal like the music's not that is not that good i actually like the music i, I like, like it like too. musically i like it a lot I'm fine what are it. these kids listening and my my um, real though i mean it is pretty like explicitly nobody's care nobody is choosing to care that the lyrics suck and that it's mixed awful let let, let me yeah, let, yeah. okay now let me let me get into Okay, I had one other thing I really wanted to highlight. Just some of the atmospheres he creates were really cool. Like I like his yeah. slowing down vocals things and like he he did and he doesn't really do it as much on the stuff on Spotify at least that I've heard. He's where, where he did a lot it. of voices and stuff like high higher pitched ones and lower ones. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I, I had not really heard him do that that much. There's certainly like and and again, he uh, basically since like 2017 was like, I want to be respected as a lyricist. And so now he's a lot more word wordplay. Him and, and so 701 center. So they understand <laughs> yeah. each other a well, little bit and, better. And like at the same time, like both of them also only have so much to say, but like there is one of the reasons I like burnout quite a bit more than some of his later projects, even though I like them for different reasons is the subtle psychedelics to them. Yeah. Like the, just the voices all over the place, the, the pitching, the way that sometimes vocals will screw down. It's kind of like, it was either right around the same time or right before kind of proto Travis Scott. Yeah. Here, because Travis is always doing nuts things with his vocals. Right. Um, and that has become more of a thing in trap music, but Oliver Francis, like back then was just like, if it sounds better while I'm slowed down, we're playing the part slowed down. Yeah, and I thought it was cool, honestly. I also wanted to just say the 
the 808k overall and no offense to the guy i i get it but like this was mixed pretty bad <laughs> uh, like yeah. i'm just i'm just gonna well, put it out how much of that was okay. youtube though yeah, maybe so. I feel like everything on YouTube sounds bad, kind uh, of. I don't know. I you refuse to listen to this album in better quality, though. But here's, here's <laughs> the deal is like, here's the deal is like, that kick in the song Aloe Vera Pack, yeah. that 808, wow. Like, even though the album was mixed like crap, that 808 in my car, yeah. Because, yeah, I've got. Two twelve-inch subwoofers in my car. And, oh yeah, well, and, you, <laughs> have it, you have it equalized though. And, and, yeah, at least yeah. at least it's you're not ninety-nine percent bass, one percent. Yeah, but then, it's, then it just makes it go dummy fair. hard when it's the outro, and he's like, Betty, Betty. Yeah. Betty. Oh yeah, that like, was great. <laughs> but like that, the way that that there are a million moments like that on the album where he just are. like he's just repeating himself, and the instrumental is so nuts, you're just. Yeah, you're doing the the Damon dance moves, yeah. you know. <laughs> you did them first. <laughs> well, but you highlighted them, so they're yours now. No, but like yeah. that 808. Usually 808s are just very kind of just Trent Reznor. He said, <laughs> "I was in the middle of, uh, of describing an 808 here." Let the man Let talk about 808. <laughs> that just came out of <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> oh, it came from somewhere. You said they were Damon's now. <laughs> Oh Who's man! This a hurt by Johnny. <laughs> Please talk about 808s. Okay, those 808s, like they have just a little bit of click or something. They have a little juice yeah. at the front, and it makes them hit way harder. I was like, you know what? I wish I heard 808s like this more often. Like that's friggin' awesome. You just came in like. Thirty seconds late with that oh, yeah, well. in the middle of like, yo, yeah, my car. When I listen, <laughs> Trent Reznor. <laughs> Some things cannot. Well, they can wait, but they must but be I, said. I think, like, you know, I'm always striving to like up my production skills. But there is something to be said for like when you have rough production skills, and sometimes something is crappily mixed, you end up with really interesting sounds. Oh yeah, I think that 808 specifically. I've seen that in the sample pack. It like clips at the beginning. It's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. So it's like I, I that's liked it. bad producing. Yeah, but, but I thought it sounded cool. Yeah, and um, the other thing I wanted to say though is overall musically and the vibe of it, absolutely loved it. I thought it was awesome. But I will say, and I get it, it's not the purpose, and it I get it. Mm-hmm. But no offense to the guy, I actually do like the album. The lyrics suck, but honestly, <laughs> they really do. Like it was so PS2 cringy. Was okay, okay, but would you? Expect, PS two was great. Would you expect PS2 anything different from a recommendation from the guy who says lyrics are a meme? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. fair. Like yeah. that's my yeah. old platform. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I, I yeah, listening to this, I was like, I understand where Logan gets it. I'm like, these lyrics are so bad, it, but they're not the point. They're not the point of the songs. Yeah, the lyrics not, aren't there. Yeah, they're not the point. Uh, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> Aaron, do you want to? Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I will say I will return to that PS2 song anytime, any place, and just have to echo echo what I've been saying though. Like I, I am excited by people being excited about making music and that relating to people that are listening. Um, I mean, I think that's what was happening back in the day with guitars electric guitar people were excited about oh i can learn how to play guitar like so and so and now it's like just, trent reznor <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely oh trend, that guys, has moved to to this kind of lyricism it's like oh yeah i watch anime and know how to torrent things let's yeah. go and make a bop with my amigos yeah and, and 
that energy is just exactly what this is. And in, if you're listening to it with those types of friends, you're going to have a really good time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and as Johnny Cash once said to Trent Reznor, <laughs> I own the song Hurt Now. Fight me. That's Music. a direct quote. Close quote. He said, Do all you want, Trent Reznor. You're not getting it back. Why? I like this meme. I really do. Uh, like, I was laughing about it during the week. What are the... <laughs> wow, you're going to have to censor that sound out, bro. Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor is now routing oh, no, all the like... profit from the song Hurt to Johnny Cash's bank account. Even in the middle of the week, like, you know, just cleaning a toilet at Spirit Halloween. All of a sudden thinking of Johnny Cash and Trent Reznor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that noise was into the mic. Trent Reznor was recording Hurt, finishes his vocal performance. He like takes off the Mission Impossible mask. It was Johnny Cash. <laughs> he like unzips. Oh my, god. Oh my goodness. Oh, Dang it. That got me. Holy crap. That was. When I heard Damon say that independently. In his own time, that crossed his mind and made him smile. Like, me too is the truth. It's so funny. Wow. All right. We should end the show there. Yeah. (laughs) Are we at an hour? No, no, we're not. We're not. Wow. We have been talking. We're coming along, though. Yeah, we we get talking about albums these days. We did almost 45 minutes on that album. We do. You remember when albums used to just, like, really screw screw over whoever picked it because sometimes they'd take, like, five minutes? Exactly. It's like, oh, awkward. Talking about an album. Um, Okay, anyway, music philosophy. And, I mean, I know that Logan's going to agree with this, but like... Yeah, I mean, like, do you think communism is a stage of government that we can move to at at this level of technology and social adoption? Well, to be honest... (laughs) Capitalism is a great way to spin up, but communism will sustain... We need to talk to Cody about it. Cody, you know... Those what are your thoughts, opportunities. Cody? What are your thoughts yeah, on Cody. that? I mean, Please do tell. He's making a statement by not being here. Yeah, dude. He he's, is he's agreeing. He's agreeing with whatever we say by not being yeah. here. Yeah, it's an automatic agree. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. Okay, and, all right. And I'm going to say Linkin Park sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm what? kidding. I'm joking. I'll have you know, but, but as an Co- eight-year-old that heard the song Numb once on the radio. Dude, no, I'm <laughs> totally kidding. But he just don't. agreed with me. That's all I'm saying. It's true. Nah, no, yeah, I don't agree with it. myself. I don't he, agree with him. <laughs> but this is this is what I wanted to bring to philosophy, though, is just what is music if it's not exactly what Oliver Francis brought to the table here? Some form of connection that lies far outside of the music itself. I mean, my dream basically is to like record an album like do everything that it takes to brand it and release it and make it a complete experience. Like maybe even write like a little booklet with it, like death consciousness did, uh, and then die. And then like have people go through like an ARG, like web slash online slash real world type, like digging through hidden codes, like national treasure. So that way they can dig it up. Pilots did that. That was dope. I'm kidding. They did. They did do it, but they, they did. really did well, it poorly. Yeah, it was really unfortunate. And they're still alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that only works if you're dead. 
It yeah. does. Only you know what I'm day. saying? Like, like we shouldn't, we shouldn't have like all these little peep, like posthumous releases, these Juice World, like. Oh, it's, it's after they died to commemorate. Well, like, X no, was the you worst should one send us far, all man. on like a giant ARG hunt to see who can discover Lil Peep's unreleased music first. So, <laughs> so here's what I mean to be saying with what I was getting at is, um, I mean, I just, I really think as time has gone on, me personally, whenever we get talking about the actual technicality of how good musicians are, I really just don't care anymore. And, and it's because, to me, music is about a connection. It, it's outside of the music. That's the weird part. And, and I, I don't know. I feel that very deeply. I think music has literally nothing to do with the actual notes. And that is manifest in what Oliver Francis is so, doing here. So let me, let me try and like alternate perspective here. Because I don't want to go so far in this discussion to assume that technicality isn't important to people. I think technicality oh, to people. is part of what makes the emotional connection to people. Mm. If you hear Dream Theater railing that guitar solo on a song about killing a dragon, yeah. you are you are in your mind thinking about how awesome the guitar work is and then be how awesome the song is. And having that context of what it takes to do instruments or production or singing in a certain way can elevate that art to a whole new okay, level. Let me, it's going to appeal to a certain population. I want to hop on that because like I, as a kid who was obsessed with dream theater when I was younger and also wanted to be good at electric guitar, I know exactly what you're saying. I used to back in that time, dude, when I would listen to dream theater and Petrucci's just friggin' I was like, yeah, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, I love it. Now I actually can't stand it. And 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 technicality for me, like when music gets too technical, and this is for me. This is for me. When it gets too technical, I I start to lose interest. I I actually don't like super technical music anymore. I used to. So I'm sure that there's probably people who have done the opposite of me. There's probably people who grew up listening to to Roblox EDM. Yeah, and now Dope. they're and now they're obsessed <laughs> with math rock or whatever. Yeah, you know I, that's the I, way I, life goes sometimes. Yeah, so I mean I fully <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> wow, I can wow. Yeah, sometimes it's Roblox EDM and math rock. And sometimes I, I don't you know like them. At, say, sometimes dude. you like them at the same time too. Like you know, like I, I love. Like I actually have a Roblox EDM plus math rock playlist. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I need that whiplash to keep me. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's frequent and like I part of my disconnect with a lot of guitar music is just I have never seriously tried to learn electric guitar and so impressive guitar solos to me were like basically how hard is your song on Rock Band. And and that yeah, yep. yeah you know sometimes that skewed songs a little I'm like oh I'm so cool pressing these rainbow buttons while flicking a little switch <laughs> up and down like sometimes some people still are cool doing like that's that. the Watch only it. reason I like the song <laughs> Scream Aim Fire by Bullet for My Valentine is because it was a friggin hard Guitar Hero song yeah. and I totally killed it and after a lot of practice was just like all right. Yeah, There's a but young like, lady somewhere that's got to see me do this. But, yeah. you, oh, yeah. but you pass me a bullet for my Valentine album now or any of their other songs, I can't stand them. Yeah. I, I think that like you can't ignore that the technicality or the difficulty of a song can be a big part of somebody's enjoyment yeah. of the song. Oh, for sure. No, there's some people. Oh, no, I'm not saying that, it can't be. I'm saying it isn't to me. 
and and I think I'm this becomes music astrology very I, quickly. I, I, but like I do think you are appealing to a very specific type of person. The point is here here's I think the point he's saying. I guess in a case you could say this. You could, but the principle is it isn't necessarily technicality equals that yeah that bothers me it, it could be for that those is, yeah. people but it doesn't have to well be. And, and there are plenty of people who will make that jump now elton john prime example you remember that i think i sent over a picture of it like elton john was like these top 50 artists are making real songs unlike father john misty i know father john <laughs> i feel like that's what all like the baroque era musicians would say too like Mozart, if he heard yeah. Oliver Francis, dude, he'd have a heart attack. I thought man. you meant like Baroque <laughs> pop for a second, which is also yeah. a great if genre. He heard, okay, and here, herein lies my philosophical problem with technicality is what Jake was just saying. People who take it to the extreme of being technically good equals good music, that allows you to no longer have to be vulnerable in... You don't have to expose your, your actual self. Yeah. But, like, I don't want to say people and have to expose their actual self either. Sometimes getting as far away from yourself as possible is what's dope about music. But doing that also tells you a lot about who they are. Oh, I mean... And, that's, and so that's what that's what gets tricky about it. But, that's but, the nature of art. But, yeah. Yeah. That That yeah. is that is what's become unattractive That's, that's why Jake me. recommends me Catgirl albums. By the way, that was dope. You liked it? Yeah, that was awesome. Nice. Yeah, you really that. understand the... Like, we listened to it in the car. I was with my sister, and she was like, yeah, this sounds like what Jake would think Logan would like. And I was like, and he's right. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah, I nailed it. Yeah, no, <laughs> dude. But, yeah. like, like, why... Uh, yeah, it says something ultimately deeply about you. But if someone like like take a Joe Satriani, right? You know, like he's not writing Alien Boy thinking like, well, this is about my divorce. You know, <laughs> like it's just yeah. a dope. Yeah, it's just a dope guitar song. And if you listen to that and that makes you bop your head, it's like, heck yeah, art. Yeah, yeah. No, I I just don't like the idea of art ever being something that it's like if you do this, then it equals good. I'm gonna I, I'm I, gonna I, quote. Shia LaBeouf for a sec about what he said it, about art, all, which I think is true. On Hot Ones, on his interview, he was like, I think when asked about if memes are art, he's like, I think anything that has any emotional effect on somebody is a form of art. And I think that's true. Mm. Just any, like at all. Yeah, I saw that. That's a little broad for me, but you know what? That's a nice thought. No, it, it, it is. It's good. Yeah, I'm not going to like Get, die on that. Really? Opinion. though, I'm not going to die on that hill. <laughs> yeah. Just so I mean, people it was know. Set on, it was set <laughs> on Hot Ones. Yeah. Hot Ones. <laughs> I just agree. I think it's, I think it's a good I've way to think I've never seen it. an episode of Hot Ones, and I pride myself we on We definitely, that. you know, share a lot of facts <laughs> on this show. We and um, I, I'm coming... At an angle, non-factual, definitely just my opinion. And that, that I think, is the philosophy that's become unattractive, though, is the idea of if I do this, then it's good. And and you just, I, I think art's a struggle. And yeah. that implies that there's a level of you can no longer struggle and still be an artist. And I'm like, nah, I think there has to be a struggle in art. I mean, is recording Japanese train vibrations a struggle? Yeah. I, I think, ah, I mean, it takes I, effort. I get, I get <laughs> a little bit. I get what Aaron's going for. I don't know if I completely. Here's the problem. I feel like I err more on the side of Shia LaBeouf on this. Like, 
It sounds <laughs> on one <laughs> hand, Aaron on the other. Shia LaBeouf, hot ones. My thing is exclusive. But They're my, not. Well, my, my thing, my thing about this is like it really art is such, or specifically music. Okay, I'm not going to branch out to art. That's too big right now. But like music, right? There's such a chemistry between who made it and who found it and who's listening to it. And like sometimes the combination is going to be some dude that like okay, crappy example, right? Zomboy, okay? I loved him back in the day, okay? He still has some bangers, but Zomboy was from Illinois. Was addicted. Careful. Well, I, I like I said, dude, Zomboy, if you would ask me back in the day, he was my favorite for a while. Because dude, Let's be honest, Dead Symphonic EP, freaking killer, okay? But anyways, <clears throat> the whole thing is somebody asks Zomboy, like, dude, what do you even listen to? And he's like, he's like, straight country. That's all I listen to. <laughs> and he's dead serious Dope. because he was like, he's like, all I do every day is just make hard EDM. And then when I'm done, I'm just like, dude, I do not want to listen to hard EDM or anything even remotely close. And so he, t- he listens to country. You know what I'm saying? So like... That country artist, for sure, when they made it, they weren't like, I bet you some hard EDM guy is going to like my music, you know? (laughs) But, like, they just make what they feel, and then the person on the receiving end listens to what they feel. And, like, that's that's really what makes it. I know I sound like a hippie, but that is kind of what does it. It's not the technicality. That makes me, me like, echo Aaron's point. I think I agree. Like, you cannot conflate technicality with what does and does not connect with other people. Although ironically, technicality is something that it will connect with. People. It can be a component. And I don't think but it's just as much. It's, niche. Yeah. But here's the thing: I would dare say it's niche. technicality just as much as it's simplicity. You say the exact sure. same argument with simplicity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's all going to appeal to someone different. But that, <clears throat> my point, it goes back to what, and we talked about him a few weeks ago. But the modest mouse singer, he said, "If you're not embarrassed by what you're making, you're making bad art." So that that's eh, what I'm trying to say eh, about. Eh. I no, I think that like, there like, is something to you have to be yeah. in that space where you're like. How do you oh, think? How do you think Oliver exposing. Francis felt when he was talking about playing PS2? Like I would just feel like a Chad. I, <laughs> I would feel great. I think that's an anti. Yeah. I wish I came up with that bar. My my thing is my thing is I think that the modest mouse guy obviously throughout his whole career <laughs> the he's the modest mouse guy. What's the. his name? I actually don't know his name. <laughs> So he's the modest mouse guy. Where's Cody, man? Where's Cody? Okay, yeah, but man. um, like he obviously his voice. He's known for being all crazy, weird. Yeah, yeah of course he's probably going to be embarrassed of what he does sometimes. And furthermore, he makes emotionally vulnerable music by trade. Yeah, and so yeah, like what he's saying for his field, absolutely agree. I think in order to make that type of stuff, you have to expose yourself. Like Midwest emo, for example, those singers, dude. Holy crap, that would be embarrassing. Well, sometimes. it's like it'd be hard to be fake about that. Yeah. Maybe Oliver Francis didn't feel embarrassed around his friends when saying, Hey, check out this PS2 song, but what about his like mom? <laughs> like, I feel like yeah. there are some people that are you going to be embarrassed by, or like a crush. Like, hey, I made a PS2 trap song. There's a little, there's a little like, story about that. So, Lil Uzi Vert. <laughs> The guy, the guy, like if you think Oliver Francis has struggle bars, Lil Uzi Vert is the king of struggle bars. <laughs> and he was like, when I said I was going to make it in this game, my mom did not believe in me, but my grandma did. And I was like, your grandma wants you to get in there and talk about how white your diamonds are <laughs> and how many girls you met on tour. Like, 
I, I don't know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It, Oliver Francis's grandma was like, smoking gasoline. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, I, no, I don't judge. I, I, what I'm saying is, to assert anything, there's going to be opposition. Yeah, I, I and, actually and, agree with Modest Mouse Man. Yeah, like, and, I and, think, so, oh, man. and so, and <laughs> so, to... <laughs> Um, now you have to make the least you have Mr. to make the Mouse. least emotionally vulnerable music possible. But you can like abstract it as far away. What I'm from trying to you tell you is can. I do not believe you can. I do not believe you can. I, I think yeah, because I think that's what although I'm to say. although you can make a song that'll appeal and not be embarrassing at all to someone. There is someone in your life where you're just gonna second guess like. I don't want them to yeah. listen to this one. Yeah. Like I don't know. I think I think that is completely true. Honestly, um, I I agree with it all the way. I guess Jameson just said Ben Shapiro listened to Oliver Francis and then had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Rap is crap. Hey, I didn't trust. It's one of those teachers. rare times where me and Damon we I see didn't right trust politicians. Right. <laughs> what? It's beautiful. So that's one of those rare times where me and you are lining up. News. Perfect. Usually. Dream. I don't know. I don't I know if anybody... Bro, we're on the same t- side of the table. I can't believe it. That's crazy. And there's a little bit of this <laughs> happening at the moment. I agree yeah, with yeah. you sometimes, bro. Actually, quite <laughs> a bit. does that ever happen? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Chasing a bag. Logan's on it. Frequently, it is said that those who can't teach... Rude. I hate that phrase, but yeah. It is However, rude. let's presuppose, as we frequently have at this segment... That you actually can't. You may take that as as a little whelp. You may take that as a little beating. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you right now that you probably can't. Tear us down. <laughs> build us back up. That thing that you want to do, that art that you want to be recognized for on the global stage, nobody cares about. Your message is not that important. Your style is not that unique. Right, reel it back. And your circumstances... Hey, stop. Your circumstances do not make us want you to succeed. Look, last week I said that let's keep it real. I didn't mean that real, bro. Let's, let's keep it real. Let's, let's keep let's, it let's very keep real. Let's building up this false hope narrative every week. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it real, Let's keep okay? talking about playing at Arby's will make you uh, Freddie Mercury. Arby's, are you... Are, is that like a little meat carrot little reference meat, there? Schlub. <laughs> a schlub. A schlub. Okay, move, move, move. So, in summation, you can't. And, and that, that's the chasing <laughs> so of So, I propose to you, <laughs> I propose to you this day, why not teach? Whoa. Hey, dude, I was going to do guitar lessons last week. That's what? <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me, let me, let me break this down for you, all right? There is a man on the internet. His name is Andrew Huang. Oh, yeah. Yep. The, I'm terrible at branding guy because I forget to do this all the time. He he unfortunately is one of the frequent creators of the I made a song on, using only X oh, yeah. type videos. But he also does the four producers one sample thing. Have you ever looked at he those? He does. Those are fun. Those are kind of cool. Those are pretty fun. Um, I I think they they sit a little bit on clickbaity, but eh, I'm oh, categorically for, interested. For sure, in, but enough. they're kind of fun to watch. Um, clickbaity. But Clickblady. Here's what's Click, cool about Andrew Huang. <laughs> he is, by many accounts, a relatively affluent Canadian guy who uh, really doesn't have that many significant life struggles that would at least be worth writing a jazz soul rap album about the streets, right? Nor can he speak to any personal tragedy in a country song. But what he can do is teach people 
how to better express themselves in those mediums. Andrew Huang has a excellent set of free YouTube videos about the ideas behind songwriting, production, and everything that you can do to elevate your stuff to the next level. Let me be clear on something. Most Andrew Huang songs really suck. They kind of do. They like, kind of no suck. To the guy. I, I love you, but most of your music really sucks. A- and a big component well, of it he is, can't. Well, I can't. Let's not forget that he can't. He can't. Yeah, let's not forget he, he that. Can't. He like, can't. He can't. There, I just don't know if there's anything to his brand that would make him like top hundred material. But bless, even though he can't bless his heart, he's gutsy, dude. Like what? he got he got Virtual Riot on one of those four producers. Yeah, and then his song plays next to Virtual Riots, and you're like, <laughs> and, and bless his heart too, because like he is. He has a what I would call like a really broad production skill set where he can make about anything in any genre and do it at about a 6.5 out of 10 level, which is crazy, like the amount of genres he produces in. So let, let me ask you something, though. When it came time for me to blow $300 on an online music production course, who did you think... I was going to take lessons from Dead Mouse Tom Master Morello, class, Natalie Portman. Dead Mouse's Master Natalie Portman? What's her settings? <laughs> Absolutely not. You know who I will go to? The man that literally makes a living teaching people how to do production. Did you legit choose Andrew Huang? Yeah. Wow. So I I'm working through his masterclass right. And here's what I'm saying. You may not have anything to say emotionally. In fact, you probably don't. Oh. Just going to put that out there. You you can't you can't. You're, you're you, not you don't have anything to say about the yourself. streets or the political climate. No. You have nothing to say. I'm sorry. You missed out on the Cry Wolf right? Masterclass, though. That sucks. Yeah. I would take that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but what you can do is get good at your craft and then elevate that craft so is it, to its next level. Is it going to be awesome. Joe Biden or Donald Trump? <laughs> Whoever promotes the most open source software. Whoever gets up at a rally and goes... <laughs> uh, I know There's we have no to move on, but I was gonna. Oh, you we'll let you finish. I got a little something. We'll let you finish. So I mean, billions putting out stuff like this. Ah, yeah. I know we want to talk about Rolling Stone stuff. Music but, news in the hopper. But the place I was building to with that is when I suggested that artists should start uh, being more loose with their licensing on their music and release. I want them to be encouraged to release stems. I think another great thing that we can all do is start teaching each other, start showing each other what we do, how we do it. So we can all elevate the craft together because you may not make the next tear inducing acoustic ballad, but you can certainly teach someone to tell their story through a beautiful tear inducing ballad. And in so doing, yeah. you will be part ballad. of the next tear inducing exactly. ballad. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Touching get, lives. Let's making get it another Skrillex Twitch live stream. Come on. Let's I, do it. I honestly though like that's a great example like Skrillex dude that guy his music video for this last small two track EP he released literally the music videos are him scrolling through his entire Ableton project while the song's playing that's it. like showing off his settings and everything so yeah I, I hear you yeah, on that do that yeah big thumbs up because you can't yeah so teach but Skrillex can though <laughs> believe me Logan <laughs> believes this too we were trying to just eat dinner together before the show, and I'll tell you what, he does believe what he's saying right now. I'm real. He's a real one. <laughs> I'm a real, one. real one. Top 500 Rolling Stones. All right, David. Yeah, that's music news. Uh, so before, 
Well, I guess in high school, uh, junior year. Before you were in high school. What? Okay. All as separate statements. When I was in high school, I took a uh, intro to music CE class or something. So basically just this college credit class where some guy talks about music and I get college credit for it. Uh, he would always he would always bring up teach, the Rolling Stones. If you can't, yeah, he's getting paid teach, for music. The body of knowledge will digest your material. Yep, but he would bring up Rolling Stones top five hundred like a nauseating amount. Like every single class, he's like, "Well, Pet Sounds is number two, and uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band is actually to the number one album of all time." Like he'd say it as if we're all so impressed and amazed and like. We care at all, but Kids he going to go home and listen to Sergeant Pepper now. Yeah, four boomers, five boomers. <laughs> he he is definitive boomer, like rock. Oh, I don't know his. Well, you know who Rolling I'm talking Stones. about? Stones. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. his favorite band is Chicago. He would never shut up about Chicago ever, ever, ever. I took it. <laughs> I took it from the old Davis High band teacher that same class. And he would just nonstop. He'd be like, "It's Pet Sounds, bro. It's yeah, all about Pet Sounds." And like, that's great. Great, <laughs> fifty <laughs> years ago, man. Like, that's I don't know. that's great. awesome. So anyway, I I actually just learned this by googling music news. But Rolling Stones redid their top five hundred albums of all time, and uh, in this political climate, in this political climate, they, they dared. But how dare they? I was so pleased to see that Sgt. Pepper's is now number twenty four. From one to twenty-four of all time, and Dang. number one is uh, Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye, uh, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. And a tribe called Quest's uh, "Low on Theory" is forty-two. Nice. Wow. Never mind by Nirvana is number six. Uh, wow. Illmatic by Nas is forty-four, and uh, a couple others that I was really, really impressed with. I'm yeah, like, take man. care made the list. Yeah, I love Drake, but he does not have a classic album. Oh yeah, Drake, Drake, Biggie Smalls, Outkast. Tribe Called Quest. Mm. Uh, I agree with just these uh, yeah, names. Public Enemy. Like they have, it's probably about half hip hop or hip hop or soul influence. Well, it ought in to be. Way. I mean, yeah, it's I, so I, I completely agree. Re- where is stuff happening right now? It's happening in hip hop and electronics. Definitely. Yep. Uh, so, but I'm going to pause it. I'm just going to put this out here. It's really stupid to have a top 500 definitive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just. <laughs> Like I'm not. I mean, I get where you're going with it, and I. It's not that it's not news because Rolling Stones, is, Rolling Stone is a big magazine. Mm-hmm. You know, they oh, their opinions shoot. do I think matter. Somebody just called in, and I hung up on him. <laughs> hey, hey, if you're listening, legitimately, call me back. I'm so sorry. I, 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 I forgot that we have our number out there. All I'm saying is, is. On this Rolling Stones thing, if the Dat Sick Cold Blooded EP isn't on there, dude, heck yeah. Well, I didn't I'm, look at all top well, 500. Okay. I'm kidding. That was the biggest joke I've ever said on this let show. Let me draw this comparison here. Like, this, this is my other problem with I Pitchfork, think, too. Like, who is writing this? Yeah. Like, hmm. who cares? Like, if you are like, but I think I, the word great. I am a, you know what? It's. I fine. think the word great doesn't mean best. I think what they're going for is influence and what these albums did. To the course of the music world throughout that's history, a fair, that's a fair point. Yeah, I think, but I, think, I wouldn't put Marvin Gaye's "What's Going On" at the top of that list. Here's, but here's my here's my whole thing about it. A, uh, it's just like you made you made your top forty <laughs> albums Ooh, thing for you, right? Yeah. So like, it, it's fine <laughs> if somebody wants to do it. I guess like Rolling Stones, if they're gonna Rolling Stones, right? Is the ones yeah. that did it. Rolling Stone. 
Rolling Stones. You know the Rolling Stones I'm talking about? Mick Jagger wrote this list. Hey, if you go to Mick Jagger's top 500 albums, I would care about it way more than some magazine. But yeah, but that's the point. That's like saying, what are your top 50 favorite t-shirts of all time like if you don't like <laughs> if you don't like rolling stones then just don't pay attention to rolling no stones. no no. i yeah. get it i, 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 just, I think for I me think, this is a big victory just in the fact that it defeats boomers taste in music no like, it doesn't I it reinforces the hip-hop and soul boomers you know what at the loss of the rock boomers I let's just put fine it with that. boomers upsetting boomers but, you know what if the boomers like it just let them like it bro uh, like that's my thing i just about it. Is well that, that, yeah they can like it but when they bring up chicago being the greatest band of all time every single class period that's too much for me yeah. that is there are genres that just have yeah. okay but in their defense and in you know the the general perceptions defense i i do think when hip-hop started it was it was seen the same way that you guys see oliver tree it was like this isn't going to actually happen this isn't going to actually happen and then it did and so you got to give certain things some time you really, you could not have made an analogy that made me more uncomfortable. Yep. <laughs> you know, in five years, Oliver Tr- or Oliver Francis, sorry. Or wait, was that Oliver Tree or Oliver Francis? I said Oliver Tree. Oh, Oliver Tree, my bad. The wrong Oliver. Yeah. You never know. His, Do you know that's his album my original could be top five. Beef. That was his original that's, beef with Oliver yeah, Tree. This yeah. is why I started the beefing. SEO. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yeah. And, and like, okay, it's their right. They can do whatever they want. It's their magazine. I'll grant you that. I think the concept of a top 500 all time is really stupid yeah, because it yeah. says nothing about like criticism as art, criticism as curation. Okay, but those are the reasons that you talk that we do these things. All right, we got it. We it's got- not a criticism as art because they're not assigning anything extra to these albums by just putting them in a list and a paragraph of blurb. Okay, it's yeah. not criticism as curation because. What the heck are they curating? Well, it's Who are they curating for? It's not for? just criticism. There's also praise and appreciation. Yeah, right? So I, like if if there's them that they want to praise it, I guess that's their but thing. Who's but like praising it doesn't it? have to be well, apparently the people at Rolling Stones is Stone, praising it. Stone. Singular. I, I did, or, or whatever person that was a joke. I did the Z as a joke. That that hopefully was irony. What? So you, you guys both bit that joke? Yeah. yeah. Wow. You didn't say it very funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was the most hard S I could have ever done. But anyways, yeah, like, it, it it's not all criticism. Yeah, no, here's, that, what, I think, here's yeah. what I think. It, it's the top 500 looking at... The, okay, I actually it, don't know how this list was formed. Because AFI's list is formed democratically where people just vote. Yeah. And IMDB's is also just people voting. I don't know how this was formed i just know it exists yeah, on the who internet are these people? well I, it might be it might be voted on it might just be uh, everybody's vote of a regardless critic you're biased by where we are right now and i think it is relevant to go well people in 2020 feel that these are albums that are influential yeah, to where it's we like, are now yeah because obviously it changed so yeah. like i just a couple I, years ago it was what it was this, yeah. now it's this different, is a you know? boomer beep in contest right here (laughs) because there's a this is a boomer hecking contest right here because it's functionally like the grammys like who's deciding this who is deciding that these are more important than other albums like if if there is something to be said like top 10 most influential hip-hop albums according to my research in history great great that adds something top 10 personal vaporwave albums great 
that's that's adding your own art to it. Top 500 albums all time. By who? Yeah. And who cares? Yeah. And by what metric? Yeah. Well, as no, the I get, I get the laziest point. music nerds, we we accept that we must go and find out exactly what these albums are to represent and yeah, how they shoot. were determined. I mean, I we don't listen to all 500. We but don't, <laughs> I care I care so much more about Anthony Fantano's top 100 because even though sometimes his opinions are wrong, he's a guy. <laughs> and I don't mean like a man versus a woman. I mean like <laughs> so, Yeah, wow. I, I mean like That's a cake I jar mean right there. Specifically like you can drill into his head. You can hear him talk in depth about yeah. things and right. his experience yeah. with. We yeah. received and tabulated top 50 albums list from more than 300 artists, producers, critics and music industry figures. So there yeah. you go. And, By and, who? That's a Grammys list right there. Beyoncé, yeah. Taylor Swift, Billie Eilish, rising artists like her Tiara Wack and Lindsey Jordan of Snail Mail, as well as veteran musicians as Adam Clayton and The Edge of U2. And then Raekwon from Wu-Tang Dude, and Gene Simmons. I, I would care way more and if Billie Eilish just released her own top 15 albums Yeah, list. but, you know, yeah. whatever. It's so a, I, another, think it is, I think it is democratically among, among compiled. Oh, by whoever degree. Rolling Stones likes. And yeah. they can't do it? I mean, like, they, they can do it. Wait, wait, wait. You know what? Did we just yeah, they can do it. Stones? I think it's stupid. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Man, I've the original that. boomerization is very much upon us. Making everything plural. That is the original sin. Who else said yeah. Rolling Stones? He just said Rolling Stones. Dude, I was doing it. The first time was real. After that, it's been a joke. You know, it's just off the cuff rage for me. So. All right, all right. Bop I can't even week. control Bop what I say. Bop of the week in tradition. Jake, you go ahead and kick it off. All right. You already know who it be. Skrillex. Yep. <laughs> yep, it is Skrillex. Okay. Um, he just did a new collab this last week, though, and the track's called Selection. And it's actually on this guy's little trap artist named Lil Tecca. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He he just did a feature on a song called Selection on his album. Thing's only like a minute and a half. It's like a straight up Kanye West. Like they're totally pulling a Kanye. It's very short, but it has this great energy to it. Wow. And I just like, I've I've listened to it. I actually got this last FM thing that tracks you're listening on Spotify and it is my most listened to track for the last seven days. Wow. So selection. What's that app? Last FM. Last FM. Yeah. Definitely do. We, it. So we it's like a mini Spotify. Unwrapped. Yeah. No, it, it will tell you the so column sp- scrabbles, but it's your listens. Is Spot- anybody else like haunted by uh Spotify unwrapped like every week or so? No, no, mm. I wish. They, they, well, they used to do Spotify.me and you could go look at some of your stats, yeah. but that, oh, really? it doesn't work I'm anymore. I'm just like, and, what's my end of the year? But, I'm not going to be. Yeah. And, oh, like, <laughs> like week, you yeah. think about it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think I think about it every week. I just like, every year, every year for the past four years, I have made like a top 20 to 50 songs list. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I'm scared because I know that like that is what I will use as my reference. And if something I really like now doesn't crack into that top 100, I probably will forget about it when making that list, yeah. <laughs> which which just ends up as an unshared Google Doc anyway. So, I mean, who really no, cares? Posterity, man. Cool. Uh, but anyway, um, Skrillex's part in this song. One thing I really like about Skrillex is when he collabs, he doesn't just freaking take over the whole song. Like he just... Like I feel like in the sense of kind of like what Damon Albarn does, sometimes he just really supports and enhances something. 
and he doesn't just turn it into insanity. And this song, like, you probably wouldn't even know he's on it, honestly, but the production is so freaking good, and it's got so much hype energy. Great song, so. Selection, Lil Tekka and Skrillex. I always thought that was, like, Lil Tekka to me, like, hasn't done anything interesting. He has one song, Ransom, that I think may be one of the most perfectly mixed trap songs ever, because it just sounds so satisfying, but... Hey, if Skrillex can make him interesting again, that's worth a spin. <laughs> hey, give it a try. Yeah. I liked it. All right, Damon, let's hear it. All right. Um, I don't know. Cape Cod Quasa Quasa by Vampire <laughs> Weekend. Whoa. Nice. Damn. That's a mouthful. They, I like that first album yeah. a lot. That was so good. That was one of my, probably one of my most listened to albums of my youth. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, probably early high school and stuff. For some reason, Vampire Weekend and a few others just fall into this like category where I don't ever think of them when I think of my definitive favorite artists, but I still really like them. Like them with Radiohead, like Black Keys, Weezer, White Stripes. Like there's just a bunch of artists where, that I really like, but I'd never consider them to be my favorite of all time. But I'll still revisit their albums over and over. That's the Radiohead radius, right? That there. that the Radiohead <laughs> the Radiohead Radio, radius is just like the Radiohead radius is a force for a reason. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good, good, but it's it's just in that just in that realm of artists that I think are great. Nothing wrong with them, but I'm always going to choose Bjork and a Tribe Called Quest over any of them any day. So yeah, that's where we're different. I think I'm the inverse. Where yeah. I'm in the radius, yep. and I observe the outside. Yeah, it's like in I'm Fortnite in, where yeah. I'm in the storm <laughs> and you're in the safety circle. It's Stop. like Fortnite Stop. where Travis Scott. Stop. Shows it's like up. Fortnite Stop. where <laughs> Stop. Anderson <laughs> Pack was on it. BTS is on it now. Freaking Dylan Francis Dead and Mouse. Steve Aoki. Oh, yeah, man. they're getting literally everybody Dylan on that game. Francis. Yeah, man. That's a crying shame. Doesn't change how I feel about it. Dylan though. Francis has done he's done stuff with Charlie's, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That dude's that dude promotes himself, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. But and it's all like kind of funny, tongue and cheeky. So Yeah. Logan, let's hear it. Uh Sick and Panic, Macintosh Plus. It's good. Yo, is that track off that, we were that, listening. I, that album you were playing, or is that off the Vaporwave? It's one? actually just a little single. Yeah. So so Vectroid, uh I already explained this to you. Vectroid dropped the seminal Vaporwave album under Macintosh Plus uh, called Floral Shop. And is it just her? Yeah, it's just her. Uh. Yeah. Um, basically, I mean, that album is like the album that at least normals think about when they think about Vaporwave. Um, Vectroid went on to do a lot of other things because she is a very interesting artist that has a lot to say. Uh, but none of them got as much hype as Macintosh Plus. So about a year ago, I want to say this single was released. Uh, she returned to the Macintosh Plus project, not necessarily because she wants to continue the sound, because she, but because she said nobody listens to any of my other stuff. <laughs> um, Chasing chase, the bag. Chase the bag. Yep. So sick and panic is great. Uh, it reminds me a lot of what I will now call a uh, Unicode core where you get those really bizarre Spotify recommendations that are just Japanese emoticons and semicolons. Unicode core. Unicode so core. Unicode and they're always core. like abstract, like kind of EDM-ish noise albums. 
Uh, no, I found like five no, I Unicorn saw, Core I albums. I saw that <laughs> what you shared in the group chat. I'm like, how could someone possibly like, find the that? Only, <laughs> the only way you could save it is like literally putting it in your save. Yeah, and like, Dan, you, have, you know what happens? I find these people, I forget to favorite them, and I never yeah, hear them again. Just I, th- again. I think that's so cool, though. It's like, if you don't note them when you have the chance and they're gone for forever you <laughs> yeah. can never find them again <laughs> like so, literally ever so i mean all, all i can hope is that you guys also discover some unicode core uh artists unicorn 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 you know you know that flume did a unicode core track yeah. on, on that mixtape yeah dude. just a maximum amount of characters and they're just random yeah I, I like it when artists do that but then you can still find the album so it feels a little bit like cheating yeah it's cheating you know mm-hmm. there's there's one that i'm trying to find if you guys come across it just as a picture of a little puppy golden retriever on fr- in the front of it no i've been looking for it for three months <laughs> i've been like spotify dog album <laughs> spotify <laughs> japanese emoticon dog <laughs> album nobody knows where this is and i've been searching desperately because it's like has like a trap breakdown and then it's just field recordings of guys playing in a park it's weird (laughs) like no there's something creepy about it because part of me also wonders if it's like spotify has been caught in the past making up artists to pad out their playlists so they don't have to pay dues to real artists writing real songs case in point peaceful piano playlist was caught a few years ago under fake artists and fake performers I think there is a chance that some of these Unicode core artists are maybe byproducts of shaky, sleazy Spotify practices. Either way, really cool artifacts. Yeah, Feels I like think a real Spotify life is error definitely message. just cashing in on this Unicode core well, and making yeah. big money. How would they oh, find dude, it? Just <laughs> raking in the millions. Literally anyway, just- how would they find it? But what would be their motive? Like, I, I don't, don't think know. there's enough. Like. If Do you think there's something there? Like, well, if Unicorn if you Core can't shows even up, find it at all, if you, how is it appealing to them at all? Well, well, because you can put it in playlists. Yeah, but my point is, if it shows but, up in one of Spotify's official playlists, yeah, it would look people wrong. Are, yeah, people are going to start favoriting them and following them, yeah. and it would. Well, and, and the point is, like, there's no way to trace it back to the real artist, too. Yeah, like, who is this? Yeah. There's no SoundCloud page. There's no Twitter or Facebook. And then their bio is just like some. Like, emoji yeah some emoji yeah yeah or like anyway what, you did that uh my first episode was that vaporwave album that you chose yeah. and their whole bio was just some gang name and then that was their whole bio yeah that's so, it and so i mean and at least with death dynamic shroud you can do a little digging yeah. and figure out who they are but like Anyway, listen to this Sick and Panic Macintosh Plus single at the very least because you have a chance of seeing these rare Unicode core unicorns in your recommended. Oh, yeah. Oh, there we go. That's the one. All right. Uh, the new Flaming Lips, the first song in their their album is really great. Will You Return slash When You Come Down? That is a jam. I That is legitimately the song I listened to the most this week. I also did the the last FM. I'm not always going to do that necessarily, but yeah, me neither. That was true, and it's true. Like that is a really good song that I've been stuck on. I I don't know if you're not a Flaming Lips fan. I mean, I don't know. They're really weird. Give them a shot. Honestly, there's way too much drugs floating around that band for me. Like they are like explicitly a drug band and shameless about it. But that song is really cool it, it, if you if you go the whole way it's a really slow build but the last 
round of the chorus. They've got some really cool vocals going on. I don't know. I really enjoy it. It's a pretty good album, too. All right, Netwix. Sick. Um, yeah, we are now streaming on Twitch and YouTube. We are... We're, we're going through this whole rebrand thing. I'm really hoping we're going to show up on Spotify and everything here soon so that um, it can be available. But in the meantime, we're glad to have you guys here. We're excited to continue to do this. So we'll see you next week. You know what my dream job is? Mm. Like being one of those researchers at Google that will just feed an AI like 10 billion Taylor Swift songs and then like have it keep generating Taylor Swift songs forever. <laughs> 